Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Imperfection Wins Show. I'm your host, Sam Willing, executive coach and speaker, and I have a passion for helping people make positive, transformational changes to their businesses and themselves and break through roadblocks to live their best lives. Let's get to it. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Imperfection Wins Show and happy Memorial Day. I'm so glad you're all tuning in. I just wanted you to know that today, the interview that you're about to hear was pre-recorded, and I just know you're going to love it. I had a great time interviewing Janelle Bruland. She's an author, a CEO, and an amazing executive coach. And Janelle actually came on the show last year after releasing a book called The Success Lie, which is such a fantastic book. And she came on to talk to us, and it was such a great conversation. You should definitely go back and listen to it. And it just really focused on the lies that we believe about success and and gave some great tools about how to reset your definition of that. So I'm so thankful that she agreed to also come back this season for another conversation. You know, her book, when I read it, really impacted me. There was so much that came up for me around how I think of success and how it doesn't always feel aligned with the world's version of success. And it started to really make me question my own activities and really think about how I spend my time and if it lines up with what I really consider the most important things in my life. And the hard truth is that my actions don't always line up with my most important things. And those are the things that I consider like in my heart. I can get really caught up in being busy, performing, meeting other people's expectations. And honestly, I even have expectations of my own that get in the way of really living in alignment with my heart. And unfortunately, sometimes that impacts people that I love. They don't get enough time with me or I don't get enough time with them. And other times it really impacts me. I start to slide backwards and commitments around self-care, especially things like rest, exercise, downtime. They just seem to fall to the bottom of the list. And actually I fall to the bottom of my list. So it's been interesting because this time at home because of COVID-19 in a lot of ways has been so challenging for so many people, but it's also given me a lot of time to really think deeply just about life and actions and how I'm spending my time. And I've made a commitment to really start to work on my own development and work on some things that seem to be recurring themes in my life. And I just have been really considering how I can make some forward strides in really honoring the commitments I make to myself instead of always over committing to other things. And one of the things that I've really realized is that, you know, I've talked before about perfectionism and people pleasing, and I'm really realizing that approaching life with a pleasing attitude has some definite drawbacks. 
And one of them is really hurting my ability to voice my own needs or even know what those are sometimes. I've also realized that pleasing is pretty much a dead end. It usually results in me not really getting what I want or need. And it really only temporarily appeases the demands in my life because let's face it, the to-do list is always there with new things. And as fast as something comes off, something else comes on. That list just never seems to shrink. So in any event, I have really committed to working on those things. And this conversation with Janelle came in perfect timing because she really has a lot of great advice and tools to help all of us make progress in this area. So I really hope our conversation gives you a lift and some inspiration. And I also highly recommend her book, The Success Lie. And it also has a workbook that she talks a little bit about in the show. They're really good tools. And I will say, I don't think I've ever regretted digging in and working on myself. And as you'll hear Janelle say in the show, you have to be willing to do the work. No one else can do that for you. So I hope you enjoy it. And with that, we're going to take a really short break. And when we come back, you'll get to hear this fabulous interview and conversation. And in the meantime, you're listening to the Imperfection Wins Show on KKNW 1150. And we'll be right back. Okay, everyone. I want to talk about one of my favorite local small businesses, Plant Life Meals. Plant Life Meals serves fresh, never frozen, delicious, and ready-to-eat plant-based meals to our community. I've been ordering from them for about six weeks now, and I'm telling you, the food is great. And it's been so helpful for me to have a healthy, high-protein meal ready to go for lunch, or really any meal. My favorite has to be the lasagna, and those little protein bites are the perfect treat to keep my sweet tooth tamed. And did you know that eating more plant-based foods is one of the best ways we can have a positive impact on the environment? The owners, Liz and David, are building this business straight from their hearts and making a big impact on our community, one meal at a time. Please go check out plantlifemeals.com and try it out. You will feel great, not only about what you're putting in your body and how you're helping our community, but also what you're doing for our environment. So let's help this small business rise up during this time of struggle. Again, that's plantlifemeals.com. Want to hear something different from talk radio? Keep your dial on Alternative Talk 1150. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Imperfection Wins Show. I'm your host, Sam Willing, and I'm so glad you're here. Today, I'm here with Janelle Bruland. She is yet another fabulous female entrepreneur, the author of one of my favorite books, The Success Lie, founder and CEO of MSNW, and the founder and principal of Legacy Leader, a leadership development company. Amazing, accomplished woman who I had the opportunity to actually have on last year as well, and it was a huge hit with my listeners. So Janelle, welcome. I'm so excited to have you here again with us today. Thank you, Sam. I'm really excited to be back with you. And it's so amazing, I think, um, you know, just so everyone knows, we actually have been talking about having you back 
before COVID-19. And so one of the things I was reflecting on is that we had picked this date before COVID. Um, but I was thinking about how every principle in your book, The Success Lie, actually is like, I feel like this time is literally a time for that book. And I, and that, and when I read the book a year ago, it was a time for that book. So <laughs> maybe always a time for that book, but I really, um, everything that we are going to talk about today is so applicable for right now. And I really am excited to go back and, and I'm, what I'm really interested is for people that heard the first podcast that we did together, which was all about the success lie and the success lie was fairly new at that time to the conversation that we have today and, and the differences and, um, and some of the things that resonate. But before we jump into the interview for anyone that didn't hear our first podcast together, will you just tell everyone just a little bit about you? Oh, you bet. I'd be happy to. Um, well, I am a Whatcom County native, um, Washington State. I've lived in the Pacific Northwest all of my life, and my family is here. It's a wonderful place to, to grow up and to raise kids. And as I was in the work field, um, I had the, the interesting choice and, and made a decision to be an entrepreneur I, at a young age. And I had always wanted, had the desire to be an entrepreneur. And when I was actually nine months pregnant with my second daughter, I made the decision, had an opportunity come along where I could start my own business. And so I left a, a very busy uh, work job where I was working a lot of hours and I really wanted to have the time and make the choice to be more available to my family, which I didn't think that I was, was really giving to that what I wanted to. And I knew there would be a lot of challenges starting up my own business, but I also knew that there would be rewards in that and freedom and the ability to to really be with my family in the way I wanted to as my number one priority. So I started a janitorial company out of the living room of my home when I was nine months pregnant and I had a small team and just a, a few accounts. And I remember meeting with that, that team for the first time that we got together and I said, I don't know anything about the janitorial industry, but you, you do and you're gonna help me with that. But I know something about business and together we're gonna take really great care of of our clients and we're going to do great work and great quality and the company will grow. And that's exactly what happened. And we had just wonderful clients that we started out with and we, we just really met their needs and took great care of them. And they referred us to others and the company began to grow. And my clients would, would start to ask because I had done some uh, facility property management before. I had a lot of contacts. And so they began to ask me, in addition to the cleaning services, do you, do you know somebody that could wash our windows? Do you know someone that could do this plumbing repair? Who could paint our, our facility? And I began to make these connections and realized that there was a niche here and, and that I could actually take the worry of facility management off of our clients and that we could take that on, that we could take care of everything from the roof to the parking lot for them. So as our clients had needs, we added services. I surrounded myself with some great team members around me and we began to really take care of it. And my company MSNW is now a regional facility management company. 
um, operating in multiple, multiple, multiple states and just really taking care of everything uh, from the roof to the parking lot for, for our customers and just loved building that business and realized I really had a passion for being an entrepreneur, passion for growing the business, but even more, I had a passion for growing people. And that's kind of how the leadership and the leadership development started. And I began to uh, lead my team. And then I began to do some consulting for others. And that's how Legacy Leader, my leadership development company, was born. And, and now what I'm doing today is an executive coach and, and speaker and, and then also an author. An author. I know. I love that story because I think, you know, so many of the guests that I have had on actually this season in particular have been female entrepreneurs. And it's just, as I reflect back over all of the shows that I've done and met so many amazing women, the resilience and creativity um, that has come to market because women, these women just weren't, um, I was going to say they weren't afraid, but maybe that's not it. They just had the courage, right? I suppose you are probably a little bit afraid when you take some of those leaps, but they had the courage to use their gifts and bring their gifts to the marketplace. And, and these are beautiful businesses that they've grown and, um, and some of them are just starting out and some of them are well-established. So I just love that story. And I love that um, you have built, I mean, it, it's a story where you think at face value, like janitorial services, leadership development and executive coaching. Like you don't necessarily think of those two things as blending together, which is part of the reason I love that story because I think at the end of the day, there are in, um, some principles about people and life that you have really honed and zeroed in on that are helpful to all people at all stages. And whether it's, you know, whether they're interested in um, improving their life or improving their business, um, whatever it is for them, I think the principles that you have that are, are consistent for you are applicable. So I just love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. My pleasure. And I think, you know, one of the things, so I follow you on social media, everyone's good, <laughs> your content's so great. Um, oh, so tell me, you know, I want to just quickly touch on this is a challenging time with COVID-19, with plans that have been, um, you know, put on hold or things that in our lives that aren't happening, no sense of normalcy. I know that you have worked really hard to put out valuable content for people to sort of help remind people about what's important. Um, and we're going to talk about some of those big principles in your book in a moment, but will you first just tell me for you personally, what has been um, a challenge that has come out of this time and, and what has been a particular blessing that's coming out of this time? You bet. Uh, well, I think that the biggest challenge, one of my top priorities, which I know is for many, is family and the importance of relationships. And we're social beings. I mean, we're made for relationships. And being very close to my family, as I mentioned, you know, being raised and living in the area where my parents are, my kids are, to not be able to physically be with my family has been by far the biggest challenge. And you know, as you and I were talking about, um, I, I came into this challenge when it happened, and 
I went into the mode of, I've got this, we're going to get through this. I instantly remembered the deep recession and how I had taken my company through that, how I had taken my family through that and how we came out better. And so I went in with this really uh, positive, bold um, mindset and really looking at this challenge will be an opportunity. And then as you and I talked about, um, you, you can do that. That is typically your mindset, one of optimism. Um, and you still have the problem with what we're going through and the fact that not being able to see family and not knowing how long that's going to go on and the uncertainty of all of it, it gets to all of us. And what I had to give myself permission to do was permission to grieve. And on a call with my coaching clients, you know, many of them were putting up this brave front and others were being more honest about how they really were. And I've had my good days. My clients have had their good days and we've had our really bad days. And there was a point where I had about a, a week's time where I just could not get, um, get myself out of this emotional state. I was, I was crying. I was tearing up when I was thinking about you know, not being able to see my mom, not knowing when I'd be able to see my mom. And this was kind of around the Easter time period when I think many of us thought, okay, Easter, we'll all get together. And then when that got blown up and it didn't happen, um, that was really hard. And what I realized is that we are all grieving something. We've all lost something. We've lost a piece of our future. And how can we possibly be okay with that? And I gave myself permission to be okay. And I shared this with my clients and I've shared this um, on social media and some of the writing that I've done that I've said, you know what, if you're not okay, that's okay. You can't be like that forever, but that's, that's okay. And we're all going through this grieving process and those steps of grief where we're going to be sad and we're going to be angry and we're going to be emotional, but then we will get to this place of acceptance, but it's okay to allow ourselves to, to feel these things because only when we really get with ourselves and understand what we're going through. And then we can work through that and make the changes that we need so that we can then go on and, and, and have that, that bright future. I love that. And I know that you, some of the things that you've posted, um, you've really done, I think a really great job of reminding us how important rest is and recharge and activity. Um, so will you just give us a little bit of insight? What are maybe a couple of things that you've been doing in those areas to keep you going? You bet. Well, one of the things I was finding, and I'm sure many people can relate to this, is we now don't have the separation between our work and our home oftentimes. And for many people, that commute from work to home was a time that they would reset themselves. But now there's this blur between work and home because we're all at home for the most part. And I was finding that I was on my computer and on electronics for just hours and hours a day. And it wasn't healthy and I was finding it was difficult to focus. And I knew, I wrote all about this, that we've got to take that time to rest and recharge. But I think all of us, it's very easy to kind of fall into a, a pattern, especially when we're in challenging times, that we have to get ourselves to wake up and realize that, you know what, I'm, I'm falling into an old habit that's not a good one. And for me, and one of the reasons I wrote the book is 
the fact of the success lie, buying into the fact we've got to do more and more. We've got to work harder, longer, and sacrifice everything. And even those things like our health or our most important relationships. And so I was going into that work mode because I was going to work through this. I like to fix it. I'm going to figure it out, whatever it takes. And I wasn't giving myself that time to rest and recharge. And I know that's what I needed. So I looked at my, my day and I'm actually teaching a new class on working rhythms and how to have successful rhythms in your day to make sure you're getting all of those things in, really productive, focused work time and taking that time to rest and recharge and taking that time to play. So for myself, um, I have scheduled in an exercise time at the end of every day. It's usually at that you know, four or five o'clock hour before dinner. And this is what I had done before. Um, we went into this um, time where we're all at home and I just went back to that routine where, okay, this is in my calendar. I've got my focus time. I have my power blocks that I'm going to really uh, put in this work and get these top priorities done. And then I am going to take a break. And what I'm recommending to my clients that I've done for myself is when you take that time to take a break, try to do something that's really opposite from your work habit. So if your work habit is that you're on a computer for a lot of the day, and that means work to you, your work is done through a computer, then don't take your recharge time by playing a computer game. Then go outside and take a bike ride. Try to really do something opposite because it, it breaks your mind from thinking of work or falling back into work. And for me, it was getting out, getting outside because I am doing a lot of work in front of the computer, a lot of Zoom calls, coaching calls with clients. So it was, uh, it's the, that's the best thing for me was to get outside. So that's one of the things that I'm doing, my husband and I, and now that my daughters are, are home as well, we've been doing walks or runs together in the later afternoon. And we've even done some sunset yogas outside because the weather's been nice. And that's a wonderful thing, wonderful way to recharge. <laughs> that is so great. I was just thinking as you were talking, I think we could do an entire podcast on working rhythms. That sounds like an amazing class yes. um, that everyone could use. I was just writing some notes while you were talking and I was like, oh, I love the idea of power blocks. And I love the idea of thinking about my day as a rhythm because I, you know, it's interesting. I'm experiencing this myself, but I'm also seeing this in the employees that I support in my day job, mm -hmm. um, which is, I think people are working in some cases more than they ever have before because Agreed. it's blurred, right? Because there's no beginning and end. It's just one continuous thing. Yes. So, um, I love that. So we could do a whole show on that. Maybe I <laughs> can do that next. Um, let's take a short break. And when we come back, I really want to dig into the five lies that are in the book, The Success Lie, and then a couple of key things that you, you are finding that are really helping people right now. Sounds so great. everyone, we're going to take a short break. You are listening to the Imperfection Wins show on KKNW 1150, and we'll be right back. This show is sponsored by Urban Restoration, the Eastside's premier builder for remodeling, new construction, and so much more. With over 20 years of experience, the team at Urban Restoration has built a foundation of integrity, trust, superior craftsmanship, and personal accountability to clients. Whether you're building a new home, doing a total home remodel, or even a small project, the experienced team 
at Urban Restoration will walk you through the process and leave you with the results you desire. Client satisfaction and relationships rule at Urban Restoration. If you are located on the Greater East Side and looking for a contractor you can trust, visit the Urban Restoration website at ur-build.com. That's the letter U, the letter R-build.com for contact information and to check out pictures of their amazing craftsmanship. Again, that's the letter U, the letter R-build.com for Urban Restoration. Easy on the ears, good for the soul. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to the Imperfection Wins Show. I'm your host, Sam Willing, and I'm here today with Janelle Bruland, CEO, executive coach, and leadership expert, and author of the book, The Success Life. Before we cut to break, we were having a great conversation. I, it's already, of course, as I knew it would be, been amazing. I feel like it's an amazing coaching session, even for me. Um, so thank you, Janelle, so much for being here. My pleasure. And I want to talk a little bit about the book because this is so interesting. You were on a year ago and we talked about the book and we talked about some of the principles in the book and in the premise of the book. But I think this is such a great time to revisit. So will you start by maybe telling everyone um, what the five lies that we buy into are? And then can we talk about you know, maybe what you are finding of those five people really need to think about right now. You bet. Well, the reason I wrote the book, The Success Lie, is I realized that there is this pervasive lie in the world today, and it is becoming an epidemic because so many entrepreneurs and business professionals have bought into it, and they don't even know it. And uh, the lies, there's five of them, which I'll talk about, but it's this premise of you have to work more, do more, work harder, longer, sacrifice everything. And people today are, are overwhelmed either by the pace of their life or the circumstances that they find themselves in. And I found myself there when I was writing the book and there were times in my life where I had fallen victim to circumstances that were beyond my control and I needed to, to make another choice. And I learned how to not buy into the lies, the lies that society tells us we should buy into what true success looks like. And I took my life back and I learned so much through that process that I wanted to just share it with everybody that I knew because that is unfortunately what's happening for so many people in our world today is we buy into the lies of success rather than living our own true version of success. And we have to decide that for ourselves. So as far as the five lives go, you know, one of them is, is people just feel like they are trapped in the circumstances that they find themselves in and that there isn't a way out. And especially right now, that is, that is the lie that, that many are buying into. People are paralyzed. They're frozen by the situation that has happened and they feel so stuck. Mm. And that puts them in the place of the second lie is people feel like they are in this gap, this gap of where they are versus where they want to be. And they don't even know how to break out to get there. Sometimes they don't even realize that they're in a gap. And so the book helps to uncover what those things are. 
um, people feel that um, they have to be victims of that. They may say, you know what, I've been through something that's so bad that I'll just never get over that. And you don't have to buy into that lie of being a victim of the circumstance because it can actually be your teacher. It can be instrumental to your growth. So instead of being a victim, you can be a, a victor. You can overcome. Um, as I mentioned, and one of the biggest things when we talked last year is one of the biggest lies is being overworked. And last year when we talked, that was such a big deal. So many people buying into this overwork that you've got to do more and more and more to get to where you want to go. And that's simply a lie. You can come up with better tools and better strategies to be able to work less and actually achieve more and you can implement these uh, tools, some practical tools that I have in my book to help you do that. Um, and then the final uh, lie that people buy into is they feel like they have these personal barriers in the way. And sometimes they don't even realize what those are. And they're, they're barriers that are blocking their way to true success. And people don't believe they have the power to remove them. But we have the power to break through the barriers that are in our way to get to the life that we really want to live, the life that we deserve, that we have the power to take our life back. So those are some of the exciting concepts. And the truths of success is that we can we can actually go forward and take control and live our best life. And that's my desire for, for everyone listening today. And that is the best news ever, right? That we can <laughs> actually make a choice to do that. So I want to go back to perspective. Um, I think that's something I've seen you do quite a few posts on it. I think that is one of the things that... Um, I know even for me, you know, when we were talking earlier, we were, I was sharing with you and I've shared with all of my guests, I've talked about it on past shows recently, which, you know, I, this has been an evolution for me, this, if this whole, um, stay home order. And I started out with a bang feeling like stronger than ever. And then I sort of crashed and burned. And then I <laughs> sort of settled into a place of maybe acceptance or neutrality with it. Um, mm -hmm. So the, it's more, my, my days maybe aren't consisting of such highs and lows. There's more sort of like smaller blips, Sure, <laughs> um, but the blips aren't gone, you know, they're still there. And um, so I'm just, will you talk a little bit about perspective and what are like some of the tangible things, what can we do to shift our perspective when we are finding ourselves um, really sort of down in the dumps or doing a lot of negative self-talk or just a, a lot of negative talk in general about the situation, which I don't find very helpful personally. So what can we do to shift our perspective if we, we are having a hard time finding our way out? Yes, that's a great question. And what so many people are asking me right now and and I, I have been writing about it and coaching about it because I do believe that all of us have become paralyzed by this situation in some way or another because the times are so uncertain and our minds don't have the ability, when, when something like this happens, we immediately go to something we've dealt with before. And, and if we can grab onto in our minds, a similar situation, then we can figure out how to get through it. And I mentioned that part of me went back to, oh, this is like the deep recession. You know, we're going to have this economic downturn and I know what to do here. But no one had anticipated 
at COVID-19 and this uncertainty and this, this whole other dimension of our health is at risk, our family's health uh, is at risk. How do we how do we catch this? How do we pass it along? How do we protect ourselves? How do we protect our teams? My company is on the front line of COVID being in the janitorial industry. So I have teams out disinfecting facilities. And so that's a whole nother level of worry. So we were all, I mean, it's easy to find ourselves focusing on all the things we can't do. And as this shutdown started, we were told some things and then we were told something else we can't do. And then there's something else we can't do. We you know, we can't, we can't go to church anymore. We can't have these gatherings anymore. Conferences got canceled. And then it's, you can't see anybody outside of your household. And then you can't leave your house. So it just, you felt like you kept getting squeezed tighter and tighter. So I wanted to shift that for everyone and say, okay, there's so much we've been told we can't do. How about if we change our mindset, if we shift our mindset to focus on what we can do? Because there is so much that we can do. So I wrote an ebook on the, the 12 ways we can thrive in uncertain times. And I just came up with my own list of 12 and then encouraged others to come up with your list of things that you can do. And for, for me, one of the things, as we talked about earlier, you know, relationships and not being able to see family and friends, colleagues, people that you, that you love. And so one of the ways that I said, this is something that I can do, well, I can still connect with a friend. I can still call and and have that connection it may look a little bit different but people are coming up with creative ways to have coffee times together via zoom and i called up a colleague who i would normally have over for coffee and i said let's schedule a coffee time and so we did this on on a weekend and we scheduled a time and we both made our cup of coffee and we sat in our favorite chairs and, and we had a phone call together and it actually wasn't a zoom call which in some ways was kind of nice. <laughs> we've seen yes. like we've been doing so much Zoom. So we actually had a normal phone call, the two of us, and just for an hour, just chatted and caught ourselves up on our families. Um, we both, our businesses are on the front, excuse me, the front line of COVID. And so we talked about the challenges and the opportunities and some of the things we were doing to help our teams along. And we just had a wonderful time together. And it wasn't the same as being together, but we we chose, we decided, well, this is something we can do. I can still have coffee with a friend. It may not be in person, but this is something that I can do. So that's just one example. And I think in everything where we're faced with a can't, we need to flip that in our minds and we need to change that perspective for ourselves. I, I think that that's so true. I mean, sometimes it feels like we get caught up in, in what we can't do and those things sort of loop or run on repeat in our minds. And one of the things that you posted that, um, I think is really helpful for people because it's so simple and you posted, it said, um, four ways to change your perspective. Number one, view the situation through a different lens. Number two, look for the opportunities. Number three, serve others. And number four, make time for fun. And I really, it, it's so simple. So when I read each of those things, I think, yes, of course, I know this, right? I know that um, I need to look through a different lens. Um, I, I know I should be looking for the opportunities or what I can do. 
Um, serving others. I'm a huge fan of, I always, always have told myself and my kids when you are struggling, when you are feeling down or you're getting too caught up in yourself, go do something for someone else. I promise it will make you feel better. Um, Mm -hmm. and make time for fun. And it's so interesting because all of those are simple concepts, but in the midst of something like COVID-19, they can be so hard to do. So I think the reminder that you, when you posted that and, and even what you were just talking about to me, one of the things that, you know, I was reminded of that I talk a lot about in my own coaching is it comes back to us having choices and we're so fortunate that we have choices, but I think so much of, and you just said it, like what we focus on and the lens that we look through or whether or not we're out serving others, those are choices that we get to make every day. Yes. Well, and one of the concepts in my book is, is all about the power of choice and we can't choose the circumstances that we may find ourselves in, but we can always choose our attitude and our response. Mm -hmm. And if we choose the right perspective, it can lead us forward and that is such a such an important concept for all of us to realize we can feel empowered because we do have the ability to choose no matter what is going on in our lives we have the power of choice and we can choose to be intentional of what what can we learn here so when i talked about the look for the opportunities and in times of challenge look for those golden nuggets Times of challenge are some of the greatest opportunities to develop ourselves. So think about what's that class that you wanted to take? What's that skill that you've needed to learn? And I would, you know, all of you listening out there, what is something that you can work on right now so that you can develop yourself to this next level? And look at that in an exciting way so that you can come back and look in the circumstance and see that you took yourself from one place to a whole nother level because you made a decision during this time that you were going to develop yourself, that you were going to learn a new skill. Um, what lessons can you learn in this to make your, your future better than your past? So I think that that's an yeah. important thing and choice that we can all make. Oh my gosh. It's a perfect segue. Number one, we're going to take a short break, but when we come back, I want to talk about a couple other things from the book. And um, one of them is about being intentional and, um, and lining our priorities up, like our true priorities and the most important thing. But also you're reminding me of one of the concepts that was my absolute favorite from the book. And I use it mm, several times a week, which is the stop doing list. So, um, okay. So everyone, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to have more awesome coaching from Janelle and you are listening to the Imperfection Wins show on KKNW 1150. We'll be right back. Hey everybody. It's me, Sam. Many of you know that one of my greatest joys in life is handing out small, perfectly imperfect wooden hearts. That's right. I said perfectly imperfect. These are the words that came to mind when I held one of these handmade hearts in my hand for the first time. These beautifully crafted, imperfect hearts are made by my friend Gary. Fate brought us together and ordering hearts from him and giving them to anyone who needs one has been a joyful part of my journey. The hearts serve as a physical reminder that things don't need to be perfect to be meaningful. Check out my website, samwilling.com 
forward slash imperfect hearts for the whole heart story to place an order or make a donation. 100% of the proceeds go towards the mission. Don't forget that samwilling.com. All right, everyone, it's time for our second small business highlight. You know, this is a hard time for so many small local businesses. And now more than ever, they need our support. And one of my favorite places to hang out is Belden Cafe in Bellevue. Now, during normal times, I have most of my meetings outside of the office there. I do work there. I love to walk there with a friend and sit and enjoy their amazing coffee and food. But one of the reasons I love Belden so much is that they set themselves apart from other coffee shops by being incredibly community focused. The owner, Claire, has very intentionally partnered with several nonprofits. She creates special drinks for them and gives a portion of the proceeds to them. She promotes them on social media. She often donates pastries and financially to other nonprofits in the area. And recently, she actually started partnering with a local flower farmer whose business essentially stopped due to COVID-19. So Claire started bringing in the farmer's flowers and selling them on Fridays and Saturdays. They are so beautiful. She's selling out most weeks. And honestly, it's one of my favorite things to do during this quarantine is just go grab some flowers for loved ones and have a killer cup of coffee. Now I know in Seattle, you have choices when it comes to coffee, but please go give Belden a shot. You will not be disappointed. They're doing online ordering and curbside pickup right now. And I just know, you know, from the beautiful relaxed vibe in the store to the homemade nut milks and avocado toast, I know you'll love it. Just go check them out at BeldenCafe.com and swing by for an awesome cup of coffee and just a great community experience. Again, that's BeldenCafe.com. Find our app in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store and take us with you wherever you go. Alternative Talk AM 1150. Welcome back to the Imperfection Wins Show. I'm your host, Sam Willing, and I'm here today with Janelle Bruland, CEO, executive coach, leadership expert, and author of The Success Lie. So we, before the break, we, were, we started to talk about intention, and that is such a strong theme through the book, The Success Lie. Um, and I think it, I've been thinking about it a lot right now. I mentioned before the break that you have a concept in there about the stop doing list, which immediately when I read it a year ago, it, it was like an epiphany for me. I'm such a to-do lister and we won't go into all that. If you want to hear all about my bad to-do list habits, go listen <laughs> to the first episode. But, um, you know, you were talking about using this time intentionally and to make some choices about, you know, learning about yourself, um, really digging into this time. And I think in order to do that, we have to be realistic about all of the things that we're prioritizing and giving time to so that we can make time for the most important. And I know I have had moments, I have a lot on my plate, I've had moments during this time of feeling really overwhelmed and, and putting this pressure on myself. Um, and then having to be very honest with myself about part of the reason I'm feeling pressure is that I'm spending quite a bit of time doing things that for me and my life are probably low value. They're not really, um, 
maybe even that healthy for me, they're definitely not going to get me where I want to go. So will you talk a little bit about the process? And I know it's a really long conversation, but just a snippet of how do we, where do we start if we want to prioritize, if we want to really make sure that our, um, our life lines up with our most important thing? Great, great question. And yes, this is a this is a big subject, and I will try to give a snippet of it to be able to get people started. The way to start is to actually schedule some time for yourself where you can have some time just with you to really be reflective and think about those things in your life that are your highest priorities. And I have an exercise in the book that <clears throat> talks about really narrowing down what those things that you value most. And so if it's a, if this is tough for you to really think, well, I don't know what my, what my values are, what I should be focusing on, it really is that values conversation first. What do you value most? And narrowing then your priorities down to those most important things based on what your values are. And again, it's so important that you define success as to what does success mean to you, not what other people say success looks like, what society says success looks like. But if you could craft and design your very best life, what does that look like? And I suggest to to my clients to sit down just with a blank piece of paper, even as a place to start, and just start writing, if you could craft your best life, what does that look like? What are you doing? Who do you have around you? What type of work are you doing? And it may look pretty similar to what you already have, or it may be pretty different, or there may just be some, some shifts that you need to make as you, as you begin to look at that list, but that's a great place to start. Um, one um, quick exercise is go back over the last month or the last year and think about your joy moments. What are those things that just lifted you up, that brought a smile to your face? And when you think about that memory, it brings this great smile again. Those are, those are probably exactly what those values and those most important priorities are for your life. So look for those things. And those are the things that you want to do more of and craft your life around. So that's a place to get started. It's so great. So it sounds like so much of it is just um, being willing to just sit down and reflect or think about the things that give you energy and bring you joy and really even being intentional around, um, like you said, like you could make the list and or map out your ideal and it could look a lot like what you have right now. And so maybe Mm. there's some refinement or it may look very different, but I think it's in, it's interesting because it sounds like the point is to actually do it and actually allow yourself to think deeply about it and about what you really want. And I think that's really, um, it's surprisingly hard for people to do sometimes, you know, I think I, my favorite thing to do is to sit and be creative and think deeply about life. Um, and I love that time and I can even find myself just running, 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 um, doing, doing, doing. I always describe it as like, I'm like, pull, like twisting every doorknob, pulling every level, you know, jangling every chain, trying to figure things out. 
And I realize when I'm feeling overwhelmed, sometimes it's that I actually haven't taken the time to just be quiet and just settle and think about what I really want and what brings me joy and how is it aligning with how I'm spending my time right now. Right. And you made such a good point. We are often our own worst enemy when we are overwhelmed and we have this to-do list that is just huge. Oftentimes it's things we've packed on there. And like you said, they're, they're often low priority items that shouldn't even be on the list. Uh, and you just have to think about for yourself. And it is important. You have to be willing to do the work. Nobody else can do that for you. Only you can do your own work. But you need to be thinking about for yourself, what are those things that I need to start saying no to? Even in these times, even in these times, we are adding more on and adding things on that that probably don't need to be there and we're creating our own stress when we do that because we can actually take those things off and have a more productive and prosperous life the successful life that we want that we desire it's so um you're just making me as something i've been thinking about a lot lately is just that this is such a time of sort of deconstruction of all of our plans, our vacations, how we work, everything, right? How we socialize. Um, And it's also an opportunity to sort of reconstruct. And it's so interesting how, like, just as humans, we want to know, we want to know how things are going to be. And so I've (laughs) noticed, right? I've noticed that like, there was this intense fear of the sickness. And now there's a lot of focus um, using the term like new normal, like what is the new normal going to be? And Mm -hmm. everybody is sort of starting to try to figure it out. And I was thinking this weekend, I'm like, it is so funny what we do as humans. Like we want to figure it out so badly. I do it, you know? (laughs) And I'm like thinking about like, what's it going to be like? And, And one of the things that I'm trying to get myself to to do is actually to just acknowledge that we're in a transition and there's a lot transitioning and happening right now that we can't control. And there's a lot that we don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and my, my work is to be present and flexible and yes. really think about what you're saying, which is really think about what I want my life to be aligned with. And I have an opportunity to do that. And so can I use my energy to think about that versus trying to figure out what the future looks like when I don't know, and it probably will look different from whatever it is that I plan out in my head. Right, right. Now that is so true. And you make such a good point on that, that this is a time for us to to reinvent, if you will, and to not be so worried about what the future may hold. We need to make plans. We need to take time and do that. We need to be smart and wise, but at the same time, what a better opportunity. I mean, there there just isn't a better opportunity than really take this time to craft. What is it that we really want for our future? And I've had so many people ask me since um, having the book come out as they said, is there a workbook that's coming up that I can actually you know, do this work that can help me? Because some people have had trouble of how do I get started with this? I don't even yes. know what questions to ask. So I now have a workbook that people can pick up if they would like to along with the book where you can just schedule some time in your calendar with yourself, these appointments with yourself where you can sit down and actually I have everything lined out for you with questions and exercises to help you identify 
what are those values in your life? What's most important to you and help you walk step-by-step alongside you to be able to craft and design the, the life that you want to have. Thank you so much for bringing that up. I think when we talked last time, you, the, the workbook was in progress. And so I'm so yes. excited that it's out. And before we end, Janelle, will you just talk a little bit about, um, so where people can find the book and workbook and then how they can work with you. I, I'm here, I've heard you mention a couple of different things throughout the podcast um, that I think leaders and general, you know, the general population also could really benefit from. So will you just talk about the different opportunities that you have to work with oh, you? You bet. Well, the best way to connect to me is just go to my website, janellebruland.com. And you can go there and be able to sign up for my newsletter. And I'm putting, like you said, a lot of really uh, valuable content out right now for people to be able to navigate through these uncertain times that we're living in. There's a lot of free resources that are available on, on the website. I have my Intentional Leadership podcast. I'm writing a blog. And so you can have those. There's videos. And then, of course, my book, The Success Lie, if you don't have it, is a great tool to, to pick up to be able to help you. The tools and strategies in my book, The Success Lie, are just more important now than ever in this time. And you can pick up the book and the accompanying workbook um, either through my website. There's information there. You can go directly to um, Amazon or Barnes & Noble. It's all available to be able to pick up. I hope that you all go and get the book and the workbook. I haven't done the workbook yet, but I am going to order it today. Um, and I just have to say, I know so many of my listeners um, and so much of the world, right, struggles with exactly what we've been talking about today and just the whole concept and being so confused about you know, working harder, longer, grinding yourself to the bone, giving up your own priorities, sacrificing yourself for success. And we think that that's the way and it's just not the way. It just doesn't have to be the way. And the book does such a beautiful job of really making you think deeply about what is your way and what's available to you. So I hope you all go buy it and read it. And um, I am so grateful, Janelle, that you took the time to be here today. It's been so fun. I could talk to you forever. Oh, so thank you, Sam. This has been a lot of back. fun. So fun. Oh, okay, listeners, that is a wrap. I hope you've enjoyed it. Don't forget to like, share, and leave a review for the show on iTunes and check out my website, samwilling.com. And follow me on Instagram at imperfection.wins to stay up to date. And until then, be kind, have courage, and give yourself and others grace. Have a great Monday, everyone.